Stone. We go. <laughs> we go. There we go. Or what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Ten Rich Podcast. <laughs> Just Rich and Kenny tonight. Seth uh, got some family in town. I'm with the night off. Looking forward to seeing him, hearing from him next week. We'll be getting together pretty soon. Here in a few soon. weeks. Yeah. yeah. Out, out three. Is it three weeks? In the in the, the G-Berg? Yeah, in the Berg? I'm kind of hyped up for it, man. Yeah, it'd be cool. I, I didn't realize that that many people were going <laughs> until, yeah. like, I guess Super Bowl. Um, so what's today's Thursday, right? Yeah. So we got one, two. Yeah, yes. Because next week's the second, so one, two. Yeah. About three weeks, yeah. Leap year. No. <laughs> I think it was next year. Um, yeah, so I'll be getting in. I'll be riding. Me and Terry are going to ride out on Friday morning. Man, I'm sloppy, man. <laughs> I mean, you're going to get there before everybody, and, you know, y'all have. I'm going to mess around. I just got a family out I'm going to have to mess around and drive there Thursday morning by my damn man, self. Ride with, man, ride with Mike. He ain't riding. He, he ain't going in the morning off that, I didn't think. Then go in the afternoon with him. I'm not going in the afternoon. <laughs> I'm not, dude. I don't drive. This is the thing. I don't like. I don't like driving. Period. Anyways, Michael and probably drive. The only time I like to drive. No, I'm still, no, I'm talking, talking about driving or riding. I don't like being in a car for that long to begin with. Three hour, three and a half hours. No, I don't like it. And I don't like traffic. I don't like multiple bouts of traffic. Like you leave in the afternoon, like you're gonna hit traffic leaving. You're gonna hit traffic in Knoxville. <laughs> you're gonna hit the worst traffic in Pigeon Forge. So you're just gonna get it on all directions. You're gonna be the so you you just want to avoid that for the sake of not being angry. Yeah, I would rather just. Okay, I, up, I, 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 I'm saying I'd rather just that. get up at like five o'clock, four o'clock, something in the morning. Yeah. And just roll out. You miss all the morning traffic. <laughs> no, you miss all that. You might hit. You might by the time you get to Knoxville, maybe you might see something. But at least you get out of Nashville clean and unscathed. Post up somewhere. Maybe. I just have to post up, man. Find me somewhere that has some good semi If I was gonna roll out in the morning, I'd probably roll out like a cool like nine, ten o'clock. Nah, bro. Just to you know. You asking for no, it? No, you're not, you're not going to be involved with any traffic. Uh, you're asking for it. For what? Gotta go early. <laughs> you remember that you got you get another you get another hour tacked on too because it's that east east yeah. coast time. Yeah, I mean it's not it's not a long trip though. Trying to get it's there. Trying to get there about nine ten. Give me a good cinnamon roll somewhere. <laughs> That's what it's really about. You're just trying to get it. to the get to a burger spot out there some stuff at bucky's on the way see what's, see what's you good you won't even be able to check into the to the, the the place that's cool they got places to eat hang out have you been to that bucky's yet or been to a Bucky's? no i have not been to a bucky's no man you gotta think of a because i guess the one we're referring to is the one in cookville yeah it's on the way yeah the get the one and, in pigeon forge or wherever is not open yet yeah, so I've been to that one a couple times uh, in Cookville, and if you say it's it's like taking Gatlinburg and a Walmart 
and putting it together and add a add a bunch of gas pumps. And there you go. That's buckets. Sounds like my worst nightmare. I might be. I mean, they got cool shit in there, but it's like, I don't know. It, it's a cool place. You, I mean, I don't, I don't know. That's the best way to describe it. It feels like it's Gatlinburg in a little in a little bitty Walmart. I've heard things about like that, like their food is like their food is good for for a gas station. Yeah. What it is, so it's like you know, it's like their beef jerky is good. Yeah, all their snack stuff is good for, like, getting a snack at a gas station. And I've heard – because there there are people at my location where I'm at now that go – that will drive that distance just to go to Bucky's and come back. What? No, it is not – it is not worth doing that. No, there's people – like I said, there's people where I work. Cuckoo is, like, like halfway between here and and Knoxville. Yeah, they roll – So an hour and a half. They roll through with Bucky shirts and hats and everything. Oh, my God. And I heard that they were building one up in up like towards Clarksville at some point too. So I think they're building one in Murfreesboro as well. Oh wow, not in Nashville. Bucky's taking over, man. I but mean, I've heard from so from what I've heard from people, they're like I've heard a couple different things. They're like now this is coming from people who probably have not had certain things <laughs> from places that we've had. It has to be, man. So they're like, hey, the breakfast burritos are pretty good. I'm like, okay. I can pretty I can yeah, I would say yeah, like like their stuff's pretty good. I could try that, and, and they said to be at a gas station. And they said their brisket, like they make their brisket there, and like it's fresh at least. And I'm like, I know for a fact that their brisket is gonna be very underwhelming to me. Oh yeah, because I mean, obviously, with, like with the palate, they like I mean, like because I've had a lot of really good brisket from a lot of different places in a lot of different cities. Yeah, and I don't feel like Bookies is gonna. I feel like Change my if, life. if I had to put it on, on, all right, this is the best way that's probably, I haven't had their brisket, so I don't want to say anything negative about it since I haven't tried it, but I can imagine it being the, um, was it Wendy's that had a, that had a Nashville hot chicken like dish? I, I don't know. I can imagine it being like, okay, here's Prince's or here's Hattie B's. Or, you know, here's anything that's top-notch hot chicken that's, like, original Nashville that is legit. And then here's a fast food knockoff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the thing, because it can't be, it can't be like, legit, legit. But, like, they do, like, it's impressive because they do have, they do take the brisket, and they actually have it out there on the counter, and they slice it to make these sandwiches. So it's not like... I'll give them credit because it's not prefab, like, yeah, I, out of a bag or nothing like yeah. that. I'll but, say this about Bucky's, like they, they do, like they do their thing, like they have everything that's it's theirs, like they make all that stuff fresh, which I appreciate. But again, it's not like you're getting some top notch meal, right? Right, and that's the thing. So it's like I heard. So that's the, those are those are the things that I've heard. I've heard like try the breakfast burritos. Try the um, the brisket sandwich, the mm-hmm. cinnamon rolls, and then it's like they hard to fuck up a cinnamon roll. <laughs> well, no, you'd be surprised. Some some of them, if it's dry as hell. Yeah, that's true. But then also they have kolaches. I didn't know they had kolaches. Which you don't so. see kolaches at a lot of places. Like yeah. literally, the only place I've ever had a damn kolache is like um, two places that I can think of right off the bat: East Nashville, and then that damn place in. Um, Savannah, uh, Foxy Loxy, I think. 
Oh but yeah, that's like the only two places I've ever had them because they're not they're not big here. It's like a Texas thing. Yeah. So, but they yeah, got, I don't, like, they I got don't the fruit come. ones, and then they got like the the ones with like the sausage in them. So they got like yeah. all that stuff. So I might. It's one of those things where on the way there I'll probably stop, and on the way back I might just to try a couple different things. Because the thing is, if I some people already know I'm passing through there, and they're like, "Oh man, make sure you get this. Make sure you try that." Well, yeah. I mean, I think that's a little. I think it's a little crazy that people go that far out of the way for it. But if you're driving through, like I'm gonna, we're probably like me and Terry will probably stop there because it's it's a good stopping point. It's halfway to where we're going. It's probably time to have a bathroom break or get some gas, get some snacks, maybe some coffee, depending on the time. Uh, they do have pretty good coffee for what it is. It's not like, you know, the top notch coffee you would get like Eighth and Roast or. Yeah. Uh, even East Nashville or anything, but it's it's good coffee, um, and some snacks, and then get on the road. Like you're there in and out, you know, twenty thirty minutes tops, and it is what it is. Now some people go there and they shop because they have, like I said, it reminds me of Gatlinburg because they have so many like gift type displays and like T-shirts and just I don't know, just they they have a very good, and this is what I do like about Bucky's. They have a very good business model <laughs> yeah they have everything there and all this stuff's pretty cool but it's also like walking into a cracker barrel <laughs> you know what i mean like uh like a cracker barrel gift shop you know i just hope it's not one of those things where i'll walk in i'll start looking around and i'm just like yeah no and i just walk in. <laughs> no like, I, I can't i can't do this i don't think i don't think that like i said i don't want to i don't want to come off like i'm hating on bucky's because i like bucky's but i would just simmer down the expectations just a little bit like it's it's a good place to stop halfway where you're going get some gas get I, some that's what snacks, i'm trying to tell like, like like i hear them talk to you i hear people talk about it i'm just rolling my, i'm like come on dude but it's like to have all these different things and well they say like well they're like well you know and i'm like i was like okay i guess that's cool for a gas station like well it's not a, it's not a gas station though it's like it's like this it's like this and this with gas pumps like they're trying to like pump it up like to where it's like more than that and i'm guess well the thing is like to to have all the stuff that they have and it's like to have it to where they actually make the stuff there yeah it is pretty impressive to have all those different sandwiches and breakfast stuff and all these pastries and all and it, and, it, and it's not stuff that's just delivered to them yeah and that's fine like that's that's the the best part of it, but I, I just don't understand how people are hyping it up like it's oh i'm saying like these there's people like that and more like so they're obsessed with it. Like they have clothing, they wear the clothing to work and stuff, and hats and all that stuff. I'm just like, mm. that's a little. I mean, cool. Get you a, get you a hat. I mean, that's kind of cool and all, but I don't know, man. That's I'm not getting that. It's fine if you're like I said, if you're on, if you're passing by, that's fine. But I would not leave Nashville just to drive to Cookville to go to Bucky's. No, I wouldn't. I won't do that. Even when it's in Murfreesboro or Clarksville. I've had people tell me that I should. I'm like, I don't think so. Bro. No, man. You'll get. I mean, you'll get to uh, stop stop by there uh, in a few weeks and check it out. All by my damn self. <laughs> <laughs> Give me some snacks for the for the room. Yeah. Lock, lock them Especially if up. you uh, by yourself, unfortunately. Meet in Wonderland, they said. Oh, man. man. But you know, uh, man, uh, you know what else is in um, Cookville too, though, right? 
No. I don't know uh, about Cookville. Well, they're, they're the, they have the closest, um, uh, what's the, uh, damn, Raising Canes. Oh, damn, really? Yeah, they're the closest to Nashville that has a Raising Canes, I believe. Hmm. Raising Canes is fire. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. We're going to have, we're going to, um. Gonna, it's not far off the interstate either. They're uh, building one in. 24 hours. They're building one in Hendersonville. Oh, hell Yes. That to me is probably my favorite like fast food chicken place that's got like legit chicken and not um not something you get like some tenders at McDonald's. I'll tell you this, like my aunt in Louisiana, she prefers it to Popeyes. Ooh. And that's I'll, spicy. And I'll say this. I'd probably agree with I, her at this I've point, never though. I've never tried it. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had. I've never man, had. Man, that's. I'll, I'll say this, man. Like, it's a little different though. But quality for quality, Raising Cane's might get, might have Popeyes now, and it might be because I'm used to Popeyes at this point. But man, that's that's the. <laughs> I mean, from, from what I've heard, that mean they have less. It's pretty much just chicken tenders, right? Yeah, I mean they're they're they they have uh, they may have some other things, but. Why, I thought, how would you get anything else? Because <laughs> I, th- I think from what she was telling me is like she likes it better because they only have like they don't have a lot of different stuff. It's like they got yeah chicken tenders. They play the hits. <laughs> they have chicken tenders, right? And then they yeah. got a sandwich, but the sandwich is chicken tenders on bread. Yeah. And they've got fries and yeah. sauce. Their fries are good too. And I think that might be like. I think that's like the extent of their menu, like. But it's one of those things where it's like, all right, Wingstop, right? You know the the wings are gonna be good at Wingstop. That's all they got. Mm-hmm. So it's so it's like you go if you want chicken tenders, you go to the place that has nothing but chicken tenders. Yeah. So it makes sense. So I I, I can see how maybe their chicken tenders might be better than most other places. Well, they damn they damn near better be like if that's all they got. No, they're good, dude. I I promise you that they're. I'd almost rather stop at Raising Cane's. Than Bucky's. If I had to choose one, obviously I'd have to be hungry though. I mean, Bucky's just feels like a sideshow that I have to see. Like, <laughs> yeah, it seems just it seems like a whole a whole deal. I'm trying to look at their menu to see. I just don't like, and I know it's the thing is like I just know it's gonna be like play, a place like that. I just know it's gonna be busy. Yeah, and I don't like if I just want to walk in and grab a couple things and leave. Oh, you will, dude. They they are efficient when it comes to checking out. Like they have, like, let me. Th- the place is huge. Like it's almost the size of like a smaller Walmart, um, and they probably have like fifteen checkout lines. So even when I guess I just don't know what I just don't know what to expect. But I guess I just don't want. I don't want it to be so slammed where I'm looking around. I'm just like, yeah, fuck it, I'm leaving. No, nah, it'll be slammed, but because or, or it might might not be because it's a Thursday morning, but um. I remember so the last so the last time I went was when I was going to the Tennessee Alabama game and um, of course like everybody that was traveling east stopped there and it was crazy in there I mean it was probably hundreds of people in there but I got some snacks and a coffee used the restroom got out of there in like ten fifteen minutes got some gas dip like it was no it didn't. It, I like there was maybe. I mean, like I said, they have a ton of checkout places. It's not like, hey, there's 50 people in line. Yeah, I'm gonna try to do the two for one. If I could find, I know they do breakfast burritos. If they if they do 
a brisket breakfast burrito. I might go that route to do just to knock out two birds with one stone. There you go. Yeah, I was just, just looking at Raising Cane's menu, and it's just like chicken fingers and their chicken sandwiches. Basically, yeah, chicken fingers on a sandwich and fries. Their fries are all right, but they have a they have like a little Cajun sauce that's really good with the chicken and fries, though. Damn. But uh, man, we kind of got. <laughs> I don't know. Talking about Gallenberg, but uh, I don't know how that happened, but yeah. I mean, I will say one thing, like. So I'm I'm kind of it's weird I'm like I can't say that I'm like actually excited for it, but I kind of am just to try that out because it's on mm-hmm. the way this is like a that's a that's a side quest it's literally right off the interstate it's a I side mean quest, it's it is pretty much at its own exit <laughs> there's nothing around it at all yeah. <laughs> I just it's one of those things like I don't want I just don't want to walk in there and then walk out with like I need to get you a Bucky uh Bucky mascot costume for the weekend I'm just gonna walk out I don't just don't want to walk out with a bunch of shit but I probably will. You won't because it's a bunch of like, like I said, it's like walking into a Gatlinburg or a Cracker Barrel gift shop. No, but I'm no, I'm, talking, I'm not talking about like. Are you talking about food? Th- yes. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm seeing, I'm looking, I'm like just kind of glancing at stuff, and they got a lot of stuff. They, I'll say this too, they got a lot of good like, like snacks, like trail mixes and stuff that they either make their own or have, you know, good companies or yeah, whatever. Like they have the good snacks. <laughs> it's part. It's one of the things that it is kind of sad in Gatlinburg. Like I. We never had a chance to even go there, even though we have one in Nashville. But the um, Ruby Sunshine that was in oh, yeah. Gatlinburg is not there anymore. It's gone? Yeah. And it's like we never even got a chance to try that one. But there wouldn't is tourist, one, at, but there is one in Knoxville. There. Yeah. There is one in Knoxville, though. Yeah. But, hell, we've got one. We've got one in Nashville, so it's not that big a deal. But I was just clicking through some breakfast places. I'm like, where the hell is Ruby Sunshine? Where did it go? And I looked, and it's permanently closed. Yeah. It kind of sucks, um, which is surprising. I figured it would have done well. So uh, you got to uh, go check out the new Ant-Man movie? I did. I just need to ask, yes or no? I would watch it. I thought it was entertaining. <coughs> that doesn't sound very convincing, though. No, I'm just saying. like, I, I, I'd watch it. Is it a hit? Is I'd it a blockbuster? It or is it just like a good, solid Marvel movie? No, I say it's I say it's solid. Is it to me? It's been better than some of the recent movies outside of like um, like Black Panther was like the the, the last good Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say it's better than that. It wasn't better than Wakanda Forever. I don't think so. I mean, it's it's a lot different. It felt it felt like. Uh, like a like a very like a mixture. It's like a hybrid of like Star Wars and Marvel. Star Wars and Marvel. Yeah, because the so the quantum realm. You know, they, they spend the majority of the time in the quantum realm. Yeah. And it's very much like in another planet. Yeah. With its own weird everything. I mean, architecture and species of weird random people it's just like the star wars movies so like, you know when they go into like the bars and stuff like, i see what you're saying stuff? yeah it's like you got all these different like Entities. species of things yeah. going on it's just it's just like that that's interesting but you know none of, none of it looks like star wars but it just gives you that vibe it feels yeah. like it feels like they're on another planet even though they're i guess i don't know it's one of those in quantum it's kind of hard to even tell where the fuck the quantum realm even is <laughs> Um, yeah. 
but it's but it is like exciting it's it's frustrating a little bit like some of like the stuff his daughter does and then like um the mom that they saved from the quantum realm in the second movie like she has all these weird random secrets about the quantum realm that she doesn't talk to them about Mm. for whatever reason and if she would have just told them about it like Oh, I hate that in movies. It's like literally. So you just communicated everything would be okay. Just told them about the quantum realm and everything that happened down there and all and the and the people that she met down there. (laughs) Guess what? They would not be messing with the quantum realm. (laughs) But yet she decided not to tell anybody about it. And Cassie, his daughter, is like super smart, and she's been messing with the technology and all that stuff. And she thought she was doing something, you know, innocent. And they end up getting fucking brought back there all of a sudden. You know, it's just that that was frustrating. But like the story was good. And, you know, Ant-Man's always been the one of the more lighthearted. Yeah. Of the movies. There's a little bit. I would say there's a little bit less of that. Okay. Because, because like I said, because they went more like sci-fi with it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like. There's still some of the Marvel movies have a, f- a few moments of like unnecessary comedy. Oh yeah. And there was I wouldn't say there's as much of it in this movie, but there was definitely some where you're like, but really? I'm cool. yeah. Like it can be funny, but like you gotta pick your, you know, pick your like times. I'm, I'm cool with Paul Rudd being funny because he kind of I mean he's he's funny to me. Yeah. Um. So it wouldn't even it wouldn't even really him though. Like, That's what I was about to say. Other, but if it wasn't really him, then it's probably uncalled for. <laughs> it was it was just it, it wasn't like all it wasn't like Thor where it's just like every time you oh, turn God. something funny was supposed to happen. But it wasn't like that at all. I wish that I would not have look, went into thinking this is going to be a serious movie. If I would have kind of known ahead of time that there was going to be a lot of just comedy, uh, like unnecessary comedy. I'd probably enjoyed it more. Talking Maybe. about Thor, Thun, uh, yeah. Love and Thunder. Yeah, it's just the background of that movie, like the actual like storylines that they were supposed to be pulling, you know, their inspiration from were very like dark, serious yeah. storylines, and they fluffed it up too much. Yeah, and with the like the kids and all that, like it could have been a little bit more serious. Yeah, it was too much. But this 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 had didn't have as much of that. There were some genuinely funny parts though that did not feel forced you know if you watched especially yeah. you know you would have had to watch some of the other ant-man movies to get some of the jokes and stuff but like it was pretty well done um is it your favorite ant-man of the was this the third third one uh, actual ant-man because there's the ant-man and then ant-man and wasp and now this I feel like right? the first one i would say no i mean only because like the first one was so well done I think it was unexpectedly well done. Yeah. Like, I didn't think I was going to be like, hey, A-Man's probably one of my top Marvel movies. Yeah, I didn't think it was going to be that good either, but I ended up liking it a lot. It was it was good, and really, like, the story was cool, but, like, like man, like, Jonathan Majors does such a good job as Kane. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, it makes you, like, even though... I mean that movie did have it does have repercussions. So there's things that happen in the movie and things like the end credits and stuff like that that are going to lead to things finally. 
So that's yeah. the good thing is it is a movie that actually pushes along the storyline. It does because the like the consequences of the end of Loki tie in directly with this movie. Okay. And then the consequences of this movie tie directly into the next season of Loki. So it's like finally we're starting to see some stuff and like. Just to keep in mind though, like like Jonathan Majors is playing, he's playing Kang, but not he's not just playing Kang the Conqueror, and he's not just playing He Who Remains, who was in in, uh, in Loki. at the end of Loki. He's yeah. playing every single version of oh Kang that they want him to play. Yeah, and you get a little bit of hint of that at some point, and it's you get to see how different he is with each. It's it's really it's really pretty cool. So. So some really amazing acting. There's going to be a lot of stuff to look forward to. So it's almost like it's it's kind of like it's definitely a it's it's definitely just a jump off point. Mm-hmm. It's more of a real introduction into like who Kang is and like what he wants and that kind of stuff. And but like, hopefully a better version of that than they did with uh in in Love and Thunder with um with uh. Uh, what's uh gore oh right? absolutely nothing nothing similar like his his That's... his <laughs> adaptation in the movie was so good like his costume and when he has like the blue like the blue visor and all that stuff on and his time chair and all that stuff is like it's not exactly but it's like modern versions yeah. Oh, it's, it's like so yeah. good, man. Like, like really, really good. So, I say they they did a great job with the villain. Like, finally. Well, and they need they need they need a new Thanos. I mean, they need a villain to build off of. Yeah, and he and he definitely is. And this this is gonna be this gonna be pretty complex. It's different. It's a lot different than than Thanos and his. What he wants to achieve is different, and how he's going to go about doing it is way different. Like his, his, I would say his goals. You know, Thanos had pretty lofty goals, right? Mm-hmm. Basically, taking care of half, but, half, yeah. half of the universe, right? Yeah, but yeah. So what Kane wants to do is on a scale so far beyond that, like it's hard to even like imagine. Yeah. But this dude, but he's like a fucking genius. So I, I don't know. It's crazy. So I'm looking forward to the other things now a little bit more than I was. Yeah. I like I like where things are going. I mean, we kind of know where they're going to end in a certain to a certain degree because we know what the Avenger movies are named. But now it's like I want to see how do they get to that point? Like how much more. Of that foreshadowing are they going to do how much more world building are they going to do like because mm-hmm. there's still so many like movies out there that aren't linked to anything yeah you know, especially like like the ones that stand out like like shang chi not linked to anything and then you look at the very end where there's the end credit scene where they were talking about his rings yeah and they're like oh they're sending a signal somewhere blah 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 okay where yeah we never touched on that ever again. And then the internals. <laughs> it, until they bring up that stupid uh, celestial that's in the middle of the damn ocean. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm gonna forever be pissed, but I feel like I feel like they're saving it. They're saving it for something. No, hold on. Did, didn't didn't it get brought up in uh, Doctor Strange, uh, universe, multi universe of madness, or yeah, but not. I mean, I, I feel like it was just like a side, little side like joke. It was. It was very. But that's not what I mean. I mean, like, I mean like an actual like. Hey, there it is. <laughs> that's not. That's no. That's not it. Like there has. There's more. I mean, in all seriousness, wasn't it, it coming out of like north? Like yes, Arctic? the Indian, Indian Ocean or something like that. Like it's right, right in the middle of the ocean, and it hasn't been referenced <laughs> at all. Nobody's been. Do you tell me nobody's went there to go check it out? Now that's yeah. not to say that you know because you got Captain America, um, New World Order, and you got the Thunderbolts and all that stuff. That who's to say that there's going to be some type of weird resource or something that you can only get from that statue? Yeah. Or, or it has some kind of power or something, and the world is going to be fighting over it. Yeah. And that's what Captain America ends up being about. You know what I mean? Because we don't yeah, know what that movie is about. Yeah, very possible. You know, so we don't know what that's about. So they, it could be one of those things where, where, like, they're just trying to, like, maybe they're rolling the dice and saying, hey, we have to put this in motion with this movie, but we can't let people know what the end game of, of it is because we don't want to blow this part of it. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I mean, at least we hope that that's what they're doing, and it's not random like that, like it currently sits. Because, like, think about, it, like, so if you think, like, so, like, vibranium only is is only available in a couple places on the entire planet, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why that, so what, that's why those areas are controversial. But they haven't brought up adamantium at ever ever yet. So that's true. That, so where does that come from? Yeah, you know what I mean. Where do they find that? Like. Is is the is the damn no that could wouldn't make any sense but I'm like the <laughs> celestial was made out of adamantium so that statue was the only place to ever even get it you know I don't know I'm just trying to think of some reason why there has to be some reason for it yeah, we just to, want things to make sense yeah so they'll, they'll, I feel like they'll tie it in at some point but those those two are kind of glaring and I know there's going to be another Shang Chi movie coming out mm-hmm. at some point and then like I know like Miss Miss Marvel. Yeah, tied into the Marvels, and then we've got Secret Wars. Um, no, no, Secret Invasion coming out, and I know it has a lot to do with the scrolls and all that stuff. So I don't really don't know how much of that's going to. That's going to be a weird. Yeah, I don't know how you do that. <laughs> I mean, but at the may, same but... time, like the thing is, you like the, the thing with the scrolls and all that is like. From a kid, I remember like reading and watching like the cartoons and stuff of Fantastic Four. Like they were always like that was like a big thing with Fantastic Four was the scrolls. Yeah. So I don't know if they're gonna try to drop some like Fantastic Four hints. I would hope so because we know it's on the it's on the schedule. It's on the docket. Yeah. It's gonna come out before like the major Avenger movies come out. Yeah. So it's like. Because they have to be in those movies. Like Reed Richards is a, such a big part of this, and so is Doctor Doom, as far as like the Secret War stuff goes. Mm-hmm. So it's like they have to introduce him at some point. And I don't know, but they haven't even like talked about the cast. Like we don't even know who's going to be playing any of the characters or or anything. So that one's I don't know, that one's just kind of in the wind. But yeah, um, so. Uh... But I would I would definitely I watch the, it. Like it, to me, it was just to me it was a, it was an entertaining movie. Like going into it, 
I, I, I just wasn't expecting it to be like this just huge like I don't know I think people expect the Marvel movies to be these like cinematic masterpieces now and I think they're just held to such a high like they, they have this some of the some of the movies did set set a very high bar yeah and, th- and I think that like everybody holds especially like the real big fanboys hold the movies to a too much too high of a standard right as far as like what the I was they're not all gonna be like these big well, was, epic cinematic masterpieces. Right, and I was like, thinking about this the other day because, or even when we talked about this uh, a couple weeks ago, I guess that you know some of them, some of these Marvel movies weren't like to me, especially like there was there was like even the first Avengers, it was just okay. I mean, it wasn't like or no, the first Thor, it was just okay. Like it wasn't some masterpiece, but once you once you got to Endgame. And or or even before Endgame, but once you got to uh, Infinity Wars, you were like, oh man, there's so much stuff that that tied in. Yeah, and to I each think, other, you I would go back and watch movies just for like a couple of scenes, and I think uh, and I was problem, like, okay, man. I like this movie a lot more now. That's the it's, problem is that I think they they did such a masterful job of tying in each and every little thing to the finale, you know. Yeah. They almost it, did. They almost did too good of a job. They did every little movie to where now people expect every movie to have something to do with something. But, but also, and when, that it, and when it doesn't, you're like, um, well, I think we got to be patient because if it, I mean it's the same people doing this, and so um, I mean, how long did it take to get to that point to oh, get to yeah. the game? Like ten years, right? Yeah, it was years. But then, but then also now, I mean, they're cranking out. Marvel movies and, they are. I and mean, shows at, at a lot higher clip than before because now they know the formula. The formula they got, works. They got the audience and they're making money, yeah. which is which is great. And they're doing. I mean, the thing is, these these movies are better than than your other movies. Like you know, it's a they're still good movies. It's just yeah. uh, what kind of standard? Maybe but we're holding get, them all to a higher standard. Like you can't compare everything to Endgame. Endgame was one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, you just yeah. gotta think though. Like I guess a lot of people are looking at the time frame for when some of these movies are supposed to come out, mm-hmm. and I think that's why people get worried a little bit. Get a little like, antsy. Because just like okay, Secret Wars is supposed to come out in 2026, and yes. Fantastic Four is supposed to come out in 2025. So you're only talking like three years from now. So it's like, all right, we got three years to do a whole lot of a whole yeah. lot of setup for Secret Wars. Like, yeah. like a lot, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm a little concerned about hopefully they don't try to like fit too much in a small window of time because like you like like the point that you made is like, man, this is like all the Iron Man movies. All the Captain America movies, Thor, like that stuff was like spaced out. The first Avenger movie, mm-hmm. like it was all. There was years in between some of them. Yeah, so it was. It's different. It's different now. Like the universe is so much bigger. Even though you know some of the actors and characters are gone, it's like they're continuously adding more and more and more. So. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'm still, I'm still excited. Like I said, Ant Man was was a good movie, and like I said, like. Where's going to the theater for? 
They were all, absolutely, yeah, and they were okay. all they're all very entertaining movies. All the anime movies were so. Mm-hmm. Like, I like like the thing is like, the first Ant Man will always be my favorite just because it was like the origin story and it was a really good story. The third one is really good. It has a good story, but like I said, like the villain is what will like. The villain is what makes the movie. Like yeah. Kang makes the movie. And Kang is what makes you excited for the future, especially when you get to see, like, you literally get to see what their plan is for him mm-hmm. and that actor in the future. I'm not I, that was spoiler if I tell you what I'm talking about because that's yeah. like the very very, end, <laughs> very very end stuff. Yeah, but it's cool that like that, that's gonna be a busy dude right there because they show you some they show you like a little small glimpse. Mm-hmm. of what's to come like i said with the streaming stuff too so it's like man this dude they're, they're putting they're they're hedging they're hedging the large part of their future on one actor like well i mean more than they have in a while they need to i mean if he's as good as i mean as i've seen so far and as you're saying in this movie i mean i say i'll say this worth though, it. it seems like they're leaning in a different direction where like they were definitely like heavily, heavily invested in the heroes and the quality of the actor for the heroes and all that stuff, and like the quality of the story for the heroes. But then sometimes yeah. it fell a little flat for the villains, except for Thanos. Yeah. But here, the whole story is about the villain. Yeah. And these crazy things that this dude does. So it's like. It's interesting to see them leaning heavily into like the story of the villain. Yeah. And it's such a deep like it, it, I'm so excited for it because there's so many different versions of this character and he's done so many different things across different timelines. <laughs> and the crazy thing is it's not all of them are bad. Yeah. Like in some timelines he's a normal person and some of them he's actually a hero. Oh yeah, a superhero, and he doesn't even go by Kang. Like it's weird, and I don't know how many of those different versions are actually going to bring into it. But I would assume it'd be as many as possible, at least in, in, most of the main ones. Yeah. Well, so, um. So it's yeah, like I said, it, it, I would definitely watch it. It's it's good, and it sets up so much for the future. It's like kind of, it's one of those must sees if you're a Marvel fan because it's nothing's going to make sense if you don't watch it. Yeah. One thing I wanted to segue into, I've had had on our list to talk about a little bit, is uh, some WWE news that um, I, I find is interesting, uh, and I, I think you and and Seth would find this interesting. Uh, Seth will probably talk about this uh, at another uh, on a future pod. But um, one thing that's interesting is I'm I'm starting to hear how some AEW stars are now looking to jump ship to come to WWE, almost like back in the day during the Monday Night Wars. So uh, especially one of their huge stars that's in AEW uh, is potentially rumored to be, um, you know, in talks of joining the WWE when his contract comes up. And so it's just kind of crazy how, you know, I guess sometimes life is just a full circle and you're finally getting a little bit of some like, you know, you got two big companies that are, you know, rivalries in a. I think the fans make them more of a rival than they actually feel because 
it doesn't have that vibe like like back then where it just seemed like WCW and WWE people just hated each other. Um, that's not the vibe from the the wrestlers, but um, and just competition wise, it's just kind of crazy to see um, that. Okay, AEW had a lot of momentum while, and then like Vince McMahon was kind of like pissing everybody off, and the product was getting bad. Then he retires, Triple H takes over, and now Triple H is doing an incredible work. It's almost as good as he was doing, or as close as he could probably do with the main with WWE as he was doing with NXT, because the last two pay per views were phenomenal. Um, which always when he was doing NXT, it seemed like every NXT takeover was just like there were there weren't a whole lot of matches, but all those matches just mattered and they were really good. And this past uh, Saturday was their Elimination Chamber, which was the pay per view before we go to WrestleMania, and there was only yeah like five or six matches on the card, mm-hmm. and two of them were the Elimination Chamber matches, which uh, you know are longer matches because there's six people involved and anyways but like um they were just so well done and they had so many good storylines going into that so triple h is really like fixing the wwe in my opinion and it's getting so good it's not all the way like there yet but i imagine this wrestlemania is going to be incredible um but um anyways and then on the opposite side where AEW had all this momentum, and then all of a sudden they kind of went flat, and now their product has gotten worse. And that's not like I'm not. I like both products. I'm not trying to be these these AEW and WWE like fanatics going at each other. That's not me. I I just like all right. This, this sometimes I'm like yeah, AEW show was better than WWE. Sometimes it's the other way around. That's what I was gonna say. I mean, I remember like I hadn't watched wrestling in a long time, but like I remember watching it back in the day and like one was like you said one wasn't always better than the other like they all had their stretch like mm-hmm. you know like wcw like was like killing it for a while yeah like absolutely killing it and then you know so you're thinking like man what's wwf gonna do man they're kind of like at a loss right mm-hmm. now and then they changed their whole like they flip it on his head. They flip yeah. it on his head entirely and bring in all these controversial characters and they're using language they didn't use before and they're doing mm-hmm. things they didn't do before and like it's a lot less like it felt less goody goody, you know, it was all like very like not not adult like like more like uh mature content and like mm-hmm. it was just different, man. And like yeah. Then WWE was the big thing, and then WCW fell out. So it's like, yeah, I don't it's think it's not AEW's... impossible. It's definitely not impossible for two companies like that to coexist. But it's one of those things like, who's going to keep evolving? Yeah, like WWE is almost like NFL in a sense. Like it's been, it's probably mm-hmm. not, it's probably not going to go away because when people think about wrestling, they think about it's synonymous with WWE, like that's yeah, it's a global product, right? But you know, you, you can still have a successful startup that has its own. Well, AEW is a global product too, but yeah. they're just not quite as polished and as 
high quality as the WWE is. And, and saying, I don't think they maybe, ever will be. That's what I'm saying. Maybe they won't ever be, but it's like that doesn't mean that they can't coexist, but it's like a company like that. It doesn't like mean that, that they're not good either. No, they're going to – it's just one of those things where like when you're going up against a juggernaut like that, like you have to constantly think about – you have to you have to be adaptive. Like you have to do things different. Mm-hmm. You have to do things that the WWE hasn't done before. Yeah, you have to think of like storylines. You got to find people that have concepts that people haven't seen before. You just well, got to go outside the box. You got to find. Obviously, you have to find good young talent. Yeah, and so so like and, I'm, and obviously they've done a lot of that stuff. Otherwise, it wouldn't still be around now. Yeah, and if it wasn't for Triple H right now, honestly, like I don't know where WWE would be if like. The scandal didn't come out, and Vince McMahon didn't retire. Well, he's ultimately back, but he's staying way behind the scenes. Um, like he should. With all this stuff that's you know swirling that they're gonna be bought out or that the WWE's up for sale, which who knows what's gonna happen with that. Uh, I think that they are for sale, and I think that somebody like a Comcast, Xfinity, or uh, like a huge, huge company. Is going to buy them. I don't think it's going to be something I was, crazy. Uh, Maybe I, know, Disney, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, Disney was one I heard. Disney Comcast is the two top ones that I think it makes the most sense. God, Disney does, man. They, they own so much already, man. Like, it's just how do they keep up with all this? How, I don't know how they keep up with all the all the stuff that they got going on, man. Honestly, I mean, they. I, I mean, they do a good job with it. They do. Um, but I mean, and the thing is, is like. It's a blessing in a way for that because then Triple H comes in and then he's putting his – he's starting to it, – it, I don't know how long it's been now. I guess it's probably been maybe six, seven months. But you're starting to really see like his um, his imprint on on the product. And um, and like I said, I think the WrestleMania coming up is going to be incredible. But uh, I started this conversation to kind of say like, now that WWE's gotten better and like I'm watching it more and the, like I said the the Royal Rumble was an incredible pay-per-view the Elimination Chamber was an incredible pay-per-view um but on the flip side I feel like AEW's kind of like I don't know what they're doing like the the great thing that the Triple H does with WWE is he makes things make sense and he plays a longer game a longer storyline than what Vince ever did Vince would have something happen one week and it completely changes the next week and it just loses your interest because you're like, well, we're not doing that now. It's kind of liking that, but okay. Where I feel like AEW is trying to do that, but I just feel like their talent, like their lower level talent is just not good. And yeah, I mean, that, that's the big, it is what that's, it is. That's but, the, the wrestling is part of it, but that's always been the big draw is like the drama and like the storyline and like the cliffhangers that they leave you with. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like that's that's the thing. Like that's, tune that's, in next week to see what happens. Yeah, that's what gets people hooked. It's not. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously the action in the ring, the stuff that does happen in the ring, is a huge part of the entertainment. But like, what gets you to tune back in is not necessarily, man, that match was so good. I can't wait to watch this next one. It's really the interactions outside the ring. Yeah. That you tune in for to see like what's going to happen next with these people. And yeah, I just like so. So like, if if they can do a good job with the story, I mean, like, obviously they have really good athletes and all that kind yeah. of stuff as well. But like, the storyline is so important to keep people interested. 
so as long as so I feel like you're right, like playing the long game on a storyline is going to keep people more hooked than just having each week something different. Yeah, like this the the one of the best storylines that's uh, that's been in years, uh, probably since the Shield, uh, has been the Sami Zayn and the Bloodline uh, storyline that's been going on for almost a year now, and it's just now coming and now and now it's 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 kind of peaked. It peaked this last pay per view. It's still ongoing, but it kind of peaked this last pay-per-view, and it's probably going to maybe end at WrestleMania, but that's a good long storyline, and it was very, very well done and had a lot of stuff branch off from that that is just like, all right, this might be the best storyline in a long time uh, in any pro wrestling. And so um, now you're starting to see some AEW guys like, man, maybe I should go work for WWE now that Triple H is in. So like even uh one of the bigger bigger AEW stars is Kenny Omega, and I think his contract's coming up or something. I'd have to look and see, but they're like if he goes to AEW, that'd be <laughs> that'd be crazy. Almost like when Chris Jericho jumped ship to you know WWE and you know and cat right into uh, a storyline with The Rock immediately, and it's just kind of crazy to me that that how how it reminds me of that. And I just wanted to bring that up and talk, talk about that for a minute. And, uh, but WrestleMania is in like five weeks or so. So, um, I'll, I'll, I'll be, I'm ready to see what happens with that. Well, maybe we'll be able to get one of those here at some point once this new stadium is done. Oh, that's, yeah, that's definitely, um, that's probably definitely going to happen. If hopefully that stadium, like it's even if right. I don't, like it's one of those things. Like even like if I don't watch wrestling that much, or really I don't, I don't watch it at all like anymore. I mean I might if it's on I might check it out, but like I would go to a WrestleMania. Oh yeah, I mean when I went to SummerSlam last year, I mean, or last uh, was it August? Um, it was really cool to be a part of that because that's their second biggest pay per view. Um. I wish that the way that it was set up at the at the stadium was better, but that's probably more so on the stadium than it was necessarily WWE. Um, so yeah, when they do get the new stadium and have a WrestleMania there, that'll be that'll be pretty awesome. Yeah, um, be fun. Be fun to see that all in. in yeah, and I guess an easy segue is to to go from that to talking NFL. <laughs> With some, uh, not a whole lot of news, but I, I mean, cuts are starting to happen. So we're in the off season now, and you know teams are making cuts. I know um, my Titans and your Saints are one of the worst. Well, they were. Uh, Titans made some moves. I'm not sure if the Saints have, but like they had the worst two cap numbers, I think, in the league. Yeah, Saints have been doing some uh, restructuring of some contracts or some guys. Yeah, so they're just shuffling, shuffling I, I the debt down the road. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that I don't recall them like they haven't been doing the, they haven't been doing like the cuts, but I know they've been reworking uh, a couple contracts. But that, like it's not like it's not like the Titans what they've been doing. Yeah, and I think with the Titans, I mean a lot of that was the the ones that they made um, were all like I mean expected there's no big there's not hadn't been like a huge like shocker just yet um 
Like as much as Taylor Lewan. But y'all, but y'all and, freed up a decent amount of space. I know we freed up with the moves they made. I feel like they freed up. I think it was like a total. I feel like it's somewhere close to like nineteen, twenty thousand dollars that they um created. Like to over the uh to get under the cap. No, I, I mean I think, I like think a, no, I'm saying I think they reduced their cap by twenty, but I think they're probably still over. Yeah, I thought so, there was like maybe some kind of deadline or something to. Yeah, there is. For all the teams to get under the cap, and I think I think Titans, we were yeah, because this I think we're set. I think we were set at like thirty five or forty over. Yeah. So with that twenty, they're still not there yet. <laughs> okay. So yeah. The Titans, I mean, they had uh, some easier moves, and I hate to say that about Taylor Lewan because as much as, you know, he hadn't played much in the last three years, I mean, he was that dude for a good stretch. Oh, and, definitely. Uh, definitely it's one just, of the more funner people to, it's to just, be on a team. You know, and, it's and one of those things. For. It's just time. Yeah, it is, and, and I he, think and everybody he, knew he, it. He knew that. Yeah. I thought it was in, I thought it was great that his uh, the buzzing with the boys broke that news versus like an NFL or any, anything they they were ahead of it which obviously you know Taylor's a part of that but um, the video that he put out and I'm sure I guess it was his buzzing with the boys group that put together put out like it was maybe a two three minute video that was really well done as a tribute I guess to him you know coming to Tennessee and then playing here and you know. Obviously, getting cut uh, uh, day before, was that yesterday or day before yesterday? But um, yeah, like um, it was just time. And, and the other guys that got cut, like Robert Woods and Randy Bullock and and Zach Cunningham. I mean, those are cuts we've seen coming because they had high cap numbers and it was low uh, dead cap hits. And they got now they're like um, I want to say under like now, million right? under. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, they're in shape, and they get. I mean, that's that's your draft class right there. Yeah. So the, it, thing, the thing with Woods bad. is like, he's probably going to end up getting signed somewhere and having a good season because he's like two years removed from the surgery at that point. Yeah. But for what he was set to make, it's just not. not yeah, worth it was the like risk. twelve million, twelve and a half, or something like that. Nah, not worth the risk. Cutting him, you didn't. I don't think you really had much of a dead cap hit with it. I didn't like his Twitter response either. He was like, "Oh, I'm free." <laughs> Or something or whatever. Like, dude, you went, you wasn't free the whole season. What are you talking about? There was a lot of comments like that. It made me laugh. Like um, that dude, that dude made zero impact for the most part. I mean, like, I can't. I, it's hard it, to say. It, the offense was bad this year, and it, it was hard was. to say who you know. It but, was, but dude, they, they the receivers couldn't get open. Yeah, I mean, and, and he was one of them. So, you know, there was uh, I forgot who said this, but it was mentioning. How, if the Titans were to have taken the money that that Robert Woods got and the money that Julio Jones got, they could have gave that to AJ Brown and been fine. <laughs> Don't that <Yeah>. suck? <laughs> and, well, it sucks too, man. And, and like to hear, like to hear all the stuff from AJ Brown about like, yeah, kind of like the in-depth stuff on like how it went down and all that stuff, like. That was a crazy interview. Shout out to Raw Room and uh, a, like, Aaron Bates and uh and that group. What a window that that opened, like to like a lot of guys. And I'll give AJ Brown a lot of credit for like being very honest about like how he felt. Yeah. In those situations, a lot of dudes aren't going to sit here and admit like, 
yeah, when I heard this news and something, something, yeah, I cried. Yeah. And I didn't want to leave. I didn't want to leave here. I want to stay here because of, you know, these people and yeah. for my kid and this and that. And like, he's, he's, yeah, very, he's very honest. And this is coming from a dude who is playing on a very good team and just played in the Super Bowl. Yeah. So it's kind of odd to hear him like, kind of like. And had had a good game in the Super Bowl, really. Yeah. So it's like it was kind of weird to hear him like, kind of like, talk about what might have been while he's. Yeah, he didn't want to leave here. And hearing his side, like especially like the Titans fan in me, hearing his side of the story definitely made me more pissed off probably at John Robinson. Yeah. Obviously, there's two sides of the story. We'll probably never hear from John Robinson or. If we do, it's gonna be a while. Uh, be I think, to see what happens with him if he ever shows up in. in and I know show. a lot. Yeah, I know a lot of people are just like, oh, well, stop talking about it, just move on, and this and that. I think he really is adamant about letting people know whether it's the fans or the players or. Well, you whoever. can tell he cares. That's what I'm saying, but I think he wants to make sure everybody knows, like, hey, I did not want this. I yeah, I mean, to, I had to do this because they didn't leave me a choice. It was really good insight to hear um, hear his side of the story, and um, the whole thing with Rabel too, though. Like that's that's like, what I'm more interested to figure out or find out. It may not ever, but to, to hear Rabel's side of it would be. I really don't cool. feel like he he probably won't ever talk about it, but like not. I, I don't feel <laughs> like he would tell him something like, "As long as I am the coach here, you're gonna be on. You know, you're not going anywhere." Mm-hmm. To me, if he knows that AJ is going to get traded, he do, I feel like he's the kind of guy that doesn't say that. I do too. I don't think that Rabel wanted that, and I think it. And I think that that was. A, I think. I think that was the crack in the, the that, whole reason why John Robinson is gone now. That I think that was the crack that started it all. And he may have even told him that no, we're not going to trade him, and then. Because and even Darren Bates said in the interview, he's like, man, he looked like he was about to cry at the when he got traded, and yeah, he. I mean, it was it's very apparent that his body language showed that he was not happy about what happened. Yeah. And John Robinson was sitting there kind of like Oops. you could tell like he you could tell like he done something that he probably didn't really want to do, but did it and was like, all right, I'm just going to live with this. And so he was kind of straight face just sitting there. He wasn't even looking at Rabel. And Rabel gets up and walks out. You know, you're like, oh, man, that's well, just, just man, that's, that's one of those things that this something like that is kind of to me is almost irre- irreparable. Like. If you have all these conversations mm-hmm. and about this guy and you're like, no, we're going to work it out. You know, we're not going to trade him. We're not going to do this. So much so to where you tell the player, you're good. Hang in there. You know, we're not trading you, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then as soon as you tell this guy this, who knows how much later he gets traded. And now you look like an asshole. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they don't know whether to believe whether you knew it was going to happen or not. Yeah. You lying to him. Like, so now it's like a trust thing. And now he's probably telling other players on the team, like, that, he, that he's cool with. Man, Rabe told me I, w- I wasn't going to get traded, and I got traded, man. I don't know. So now, now he's putting doubt in other people's head about, man, can we trust what he says? Because he's straight up fucking lied to AJ. See, I, don't think he, I don't think he was lying to AJ. No, I'm I'm just saying, think... no that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, oh. like. John Robinson, if John Robinson tells him that it's not going to happen, he tells AJ it's not going to happen. It does happen. 
Oh yeah, so just now, yeah. like I said, it puts doubt in his mind. Like, did, was 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 Vrabel being honest with me? And now yeah. other and other players would think the same thing. Is like, damn man, he straight up told AJ he wasn't gonna trade him, and they trade him. Yeah, that's fucked up. So with, and that's the thing. Like, that would they now behind closed doors? I'm sure he's had that conversation with players. Like, look, I didn't want this to go down, and this is how it went down. Yeah, I'm sure. To clear, to clear the air on yeah, it. To clear the yeah. air on it and say, look, no, no, this wasn't. I wanted him to stay. They made this call above my head and didn't even let me know about it until it happened. Yeah. So I'm sure. I'm sure. You know, that's that's a conversation he would have had to have had. But I also players. think, um, you know, sort of what I've heard on the other side is that, and he kind of mentions this in in that podcast too, is like that. I think the biggest issue was is obviously John Robinson wasn't budging on the price. Well, he didn't even he talk said, to him either, right? Well, yeah, he kept he said they weren't budging on it, and it was like sixteen and a half. They were stuck there and wasn't budging, and obviously AJ got twenty five, I think. But you know, he was like, "Hey, if they would have came to like, you know, maybe twenty two, then I would have I would have signed." And then he said, you know, his agent kept talking to them, and then he told, and then his agent told him to like, all right, stop talking to the Titans. And then going back to the draft day, it seemed like they may have tried to call him or work it out, and he didn't pick up the phone. So I think that's when Brave was like, all right, I guess, because he had to know about it before it happened. And so I don't know, man. Meant that happened where where they wouldn't. You would like to think that he knew about it, but I don't know. It's just, man, when they did it, he just seemed really pissed. I think he, I think it wasn't something they planned on, but it was yeah. something that just came up and came about. The other interesting thing, too, is I didn't know he was that close to Jalen Hurts. Oh, I didn't either. Yeah, when I heard about their conversations, yeah. Which is crazy, and that gives you a little insight of, you know, NFL players and people that are in the NFL, like how tight those circles are and that stuff that the media will never – get out of them and yeah. the only reason why aj's spilling this is because he's talking to db who he played with and these are players that are all in this you know so if this was like a, a podcast with like a media person none of this would have came out yeah and also i mean he, i guess he could be candid because none, none of the stuff he's talking about even matters anymore it doesn't it's just i think the, i mean the only people that's going to care are probably titans fans that's what i'm saying but that. i'm saying he could be honest and he can be honest about the entire situation because it's yeah. not like He's not tied to any of those people anymore, and it's yeah, not honestly, like he's, he's and he's not bad mouthing anybody. He's just no, it's just telling he's the just story, saying the facts, and it's it's just it was interesting to hear him talk about it because you don't hear guys talk about yeah what's going on with their contracts and negotiations and things like that, not that in depth. Like yeah. that was like he basically now you know it's his side of the story, but he basically gave us all of it. Yeah, and I'm, I mean. I'm happy for him. He got, and you know, it was a blessing in disguise that he went there, got paid, and then ultimately had a good season. And um, you know, it sucks for the Titans because I, I mean, oh damn man, <laughs> it's just you look at the so receiving. You see look how at the good of a season this dude had. Yeah. When he's playing in the Super Bowl. And then when they played against the Eagles, <laughs> and he cut up. I mean. Jesus, but dude, how how good do you think he? I, and I know he's not gonna admit this, but to play the Titans, to play the way he did, and for John Robinson to get fired right afterwards, 
that had to be that had yeah. to feel pretty good. <laughs> deep I mean, down, I'm sure. I don't even He's think probably like deep. I told that man. I don't even think it was me. that deep. Yeah. Um, a couple things before we wrap up, I wanted to uh, uh mention. So me and the wife went out to see Adam Sandler at Bridgestone Arena on uh, last Friday, and I've always been a huge Adam Sandler fan. And I've never seen him do like comedy live um, for whatever reason, but um, that was one of the most interesting comedy shows that I've ever been to. Just for the fact, like I didn't know really what to expect going in. I wouldn't either. I, I don't. I don't think I've ever seen. I can't say I've seen any like Adam Sandler stand-up comedy specials ever, other than him doing like the, the like the music stuff. I've seen a couple, and yeah, like most of it was like music, which he did do a lot of in uh, in this performance. But um, there was just so much random stuff that he incorporated into the show that was just like it had me and my wife just like cracking up. But also like, where the fuck did that come from? Like it would just it would be so random. Like he'd just have like you know he would you know have a a story or, or a, a line and, and he was talking about it. And then like the next line would be just like completely out of nowhere with nothing to do with anything else. And you're just, and, but it'd be funny and it'd be just so random. You're just like, what the hell? <laughs> and, um, uh, Kevin James was, uh, was one of the, was a surprise guest. He was oh, there. Man. So he's, I, I'm not the biggest like Kevin J. I think he's funny and he's, you know, he, he's, you know, he's solid as an actor and all that. Um, so, but it was still cool. Like he did, you know, he did sort of the first part of the show and then came back and did a few things with Adam Sandler, uh, during the show. So it was cool. Um, the one thing that's, that's, I think, you know, as we mentioned, Adam Sandler does a lot of songs. Well, there was a few songs where like he really got down, you know, and, and, uh, I'm like, man, he's actually kind of impressive. Like he's a pretty decent singer. <laughs> like the, you wouldn't think. Uh, obviously, you know he's had like Chanaka and his Chris yeah. Farley song, which he did at the end, um, and a few others. But, but um, like he could carry a little bit of a tune, and I was just like, oh, all right, hear him live. You know, you just didn't know, you wouldn't expect it really. But um, there's something pretty- like I want to get out and do more. I have, like I have as far as like shows like that. I haven't. I can't say that I have seen. I mean, obviously, we saw like a comedy show with, on the cruise, but like, I can't. I haven't seen any like any comedy tours that have came. I've never seen any. I haven't went to Zanies. You never ever been to Zanies? No, haven't seen a concert since I was like, like a regular concert. Uh, any kind of concert, like a rock concert or any kind of Dang, band bro. or any any live <laughs> performance like that, where you have to buy tickets, like. Dang, bro. It's been years. Like, I mean, when I was probably like a teenager. Dang, man. We got to get you out of the house. I mean, I do stuff, man. It's just, I don't, <laughs> I don't do that kind of stuff. Well, uh, the stuff that you do do, um, we so after the show, we went over to uh, the Assembly Food Hall. Yeah, we do that. <laughs> uh, which, uh, you know, I think it's like kind of my our go-to now because we went we went went to a Preds game and it's like, hey, we'll just you know, 
we'll just wait till after the Preds game, go over there. Everything's still open, which is that's what I think the beauty of that place is is oh, all the stuff's open late. Um, and so they put it there for a reason. Went over there, I, strategically I, placed. Yeah, I mean it's perfect, and it's not and it's not crazy in there, especially if you go to like the upstairs, because some of the restaurants downstairs, like even um, you know, like Hattie B's and all like stuff that's open late down there, those get pretty packed. But if you go up the little escalator and like go into the actual food hall, it's not really ever really that busy in there. Not bit too busy where you're waiting in line forever. Yeah, and so. Plus, you have all kinds of options, and if you're like, all right, I don't want to wait in this line, I'll just go over here. It's there's nobody in line. Um, I did go to the the pharmacy uh, place in there because I just wanted a burger, and um, it was interesting how how like fast foodish that that pharmacy place is in there versus like the restaurant. And so it was, was so it wasn't the same. It was still good. Like I don't I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to say. Like the burger was good. Cause that's the thing, like we, I've never been to that pharmacy, and that's kind of the reason why I haven't. I'm like, you know, the pharmacy, the one in East Nashville, kind of has a, it has a feel, it has a vibe to it, and everything. Yeah. And it's like, and I also heard like they have a pharmacy in the airport, and so I was telling like, it ain't the pharmacy. Yeah, I like, mean, the one I in the airport is not is not the pharmacy that you know that you know and love. Like, so don't. Yeah. go to that pharmacy expecting like the same stuff and i was like well i probably wouldn't go i probably wouldn't go anyways but that's yeah, kind so of that was a, kind of my that was kind of my fear of the assembly food hall one is that it would kind of be like a pharmacy light it kind of was but it was still like it was still good uh i'll i'll say this at least the sweet potato fries were on par with well, that's good with what I think the burger that I got was was just it was it was a good burger. Like they always have good burgers. But well, yeah, that's the thing. I don't like, feel like I it was as good as it could have been if I were to have been at the East National location. Yeah, and that's the thing because I've you know we've been there so many times. Like yeah, I know what their fries taste like. I know what their beef tastes like. Their buns, their sauces, their bacon. Like mm-hmm. if anything's different, I'm gonna know because <laughs> I've had. Yeah every burger on their menu more than more than one time and so my, so and this is the other beauty about the food the, the assembly hall so my, so my wife she wanted to go over to steam boys and get some dumplings i like steam and, boys and so she went over to did that and then and then she was like well i want a little something else so there was the, the little philly cheese steak, steak place i forgot the name of it um she got some like crinkle cr- crinkle fries with cheese man those were those fries were fire I mean, it was so damn good uh, for just being cheese fries at a at a Philly cheesesteak place. But uh, that's a I mean, that spot is super super good for for locals. I'll I'll yeah. put it that way. I can't say that's the thing. Like I feel that, like a yeah. lot of the people that are coming in town may not know much about that upstairs area. That's not, and that's the thing. Like we haven't even. I've walked around there, but like I haven't ate at any of the assembly food hall places. Like every time we went to Fifth and Broad, it's been like we went to um, the place at the very top of whatever vines. Yeah, 20, which is, 20 which actually, vines or yeah, 12 vines or which something. It's actually very good. Yeah. And then we went to the, um, I can't think of the name of these places, the, uh, the Spanish place that's on the first, that's on the bottom floor. Oh, yeah. Which is also really good. 
And I think those are the only times we went that I recall. The other cool thing about the food hall, the assembly part of it is, is uh, they have like, you know, some live music up there. They have a huge bar that has everything. It's like a cool little vibe. Like you don't feel like you're in down. You don't feel like you're on Broadway. I'll put it that yeah. way. There's so many options too. Like it's, yeah. it's nice. I mean, for, for people who are staying in downtown Nashville, like to me, I'm like, man, it is like a go-to. Like mm-hmm. if you're within walking distance, like you could eat there multiple times on your stay. And be yeah, and for the most part, you can get in and out pretty quickly. Think about all like like the things you can have. Because like, guy, you can get Hattie B's, you can get Prince's. Mm-hmm. You know, you got Shake Shack, you've got Pharmacy, mm-hmm. you got Coco's Italian. You know, and like you got Jenny's, like you got mm-hmm. all this like random stuff that you would typically have to kind of drive around a city to get, but it's all yeah. in the spot. So if, if if it's at least somewhat respectable to like the original versions of these things then you know it's good to have it all in one spot like that yeah yeah and um i think it's just cool because it's uh like i said when i'm when i'm up there i don't feel like i'm on broadway and there's not like a bunch of crazy tourists running around well that's a good thing like you don't you don't you don't feel like you're (laughs) Because that's you're the thing, when you're downtown craziness. in Nashville now, it's hard not to not to know exactly where you're at. Yeah. But um, another thing, shout out to my wife. She made some fire-ass pork chops <laughs> last night. Uh, man, with some gravy and some uh, some mashed potatoes and uh, some fried apples. Man, yeah, man. I just had to give a quick shout out because... Plate, plate or it never happened. <laughs> that's how I roll. Yeah. It's, sounds good, but I got to see something. I gotcha. Maybe we can, uh, well, not this weekend, but, uh, maybe next weekend we can, uh, chop it up. Chop it up, yeah. (laughs) But I guess, uh, we need to chop it up now and get up out of here. So, uh, appreciate everybody listening. As always, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Big Ten Rich. Like, subscribe, get all that good stuff. Rate, review. All that good stuff. And we'll see you next week. Bye. I'll let your boy. Turn it on. Turn it on. Find the button, Kenny. Can't.